You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to another episode of the world's team on the blogging boys network in partnership with SB nation. I am Meg Murray and I am joined as always with Paul Stewart. How are you doing, Paul? I'm very well. Thank you. And uh, how's yourself? Oh, I'm good. You know, just, uh, just sad that I missed out on some, uh, Celtic Ranger content last weekend, uh, uh <laughs> after you gave us yeah. such a big hype up speech. Yeah. Yeah. Like I did say I was going to two sporting events that weekend and what in the previous sporting event was the ice hockey. I got a little bit too fun after it. And in result to that, I ended up missing the actual soccer game and I got absolutely crucified for it. And rightfully, rightfully so, because (laughs) old farm tickets do not come very often and they're very hard to get especially in Scotland, like, like just in general. They're the, one of the hardest games to get a football ticket for, uh, or soccer ticket, sorry. And I completely messed up because I woke up and it was just half time. And I just really, I woke up, it was 3 p.m. And I literally said, oh, you have got to be joking me. And I turned on the television just to see, it's like, this can't be 3 p.m., surely not. And yeah, it was half time. Uh, during the game and I'm like uh, pure punching myself I was like oh god why did I get myself into this state so yeah so you I have got... your alarm on or like what's the what well so here's the thing right so I woke <laughs> up right so well not to go into details I, I basically got into a really bad state last uh, the night before woke up on the floor at about 11 o'clock I woke up quite like i woke up at 11 o'clock i was literally going to get ready so i ordered myself a tim hortons and a coffee so, to get delivered to me so i can try and wake up a little bit i had my coffee and somehow some way i still fell asleep again at about half past 11 and next thing i know it's 3 p.m and i'm just like what in the hell like i'm just I have, I'm lost for words of my actions. <laughs> I really am. So uh, I do apologize to everyone. I was going to promise you some content of the environment of the Celtic and Rangers game. I'm kind of glad I didn't know because we lost. So, <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, um, it's done on Bioworth. So I think my friends are going to be, uh, be careful next time when they, they give me a ticket over. So it's not wasted. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're going to give you rules. Um, you can't do anything the night before. <laughs> yep, yep, definitely. That's amazing. I mean, we've all been there, but yeah, um, what a what an Easter Sunday for you, you know? <laughs> I know, I know. I, I, I... <laughs> well, I had to rib you a little bit on it because, you know, I was looking forward to that content. 
But I know, I know. I was talking so much smack about it as well. Um, yeah, but oh god, man, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just. <laughs> oh man, I'm just an absolute idiot. Put it that way. Okay, I'm gonna try to keep it together over here. There's a mosquito in this. I'm I'm uh, recording downstairs, and there's a mosquito that got in here. So, you know, I'm just protecting myself. Um, but. Anyways, let's talk about stuff that happened this week. I feel like every show we're giving you the ins and outs of the draft. Um, So there's definitely no lack of content there. So if anyone uh, missed any of the stuff that happened this week, we have you covered. First and foremost, Dak Prescott is going into the Senior Bowl Hall of Fame. Woohoo. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. I mean, not too surprising. I don't think this will be the first Hall of Fame that he gets inducted into, inducted into. Um, but he was the MVP of the 2016 Senior Bowl game and played opposite Jason Garrett. That's right. <laughs> uh, and, and look what happened. They ended up being uh, getting drafted by the Dallas Cowboys. Jason Garrett became his coach for several seasons. And yeah, crazy, crazy stuff. Yes. And seeing yeah. that, and seeing that, now you mentioned Jason Garrett. He's now doing like broadcasting. Now. That's crazy. I know he is. He's uh, broadcasting for the USFL and um, he did join Twitter. And for like a hot minute there, I had uh, more followers than him. So that was really exciting. Yeah. I'll, t- I'll tell you something. I generally thought it was going to be one of those fake accounts again. Like, you know, like the, like the Stephen Jones one that has been going about, like the pure parody account. I generally thought it was that, but no, it's legit. I was like, oh, all right, okay. <laughs> I have like a um, deja vu moment where I feel like we talked about that last week, but I'm like a I little... I think we did that, actually, yeah. <laughs> but you were, uh, you were, you know, gearing up for a big weekend, so you probably don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, less, less said the better. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, <laughs> But um, in that game, he did, uh, just to go back to the senior bowl real quick, he took advantage of his limited playing time and completed seven of 10 passes for 61 yards and a touchdown, balling out, um, showing us the future that we were, we're going to get with him, you know, in, in a way. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. So, you know, senior bowl is exciting for draft nerds. Um and, you know, I don't know, I believe that that has to be down there in Mobile. So if you are in that area, you can go check out Dak Prescott um, in the Senior Bowl Hall of Fame. Also this week, honestly, it's a lot of, there was a lot of chatter, I think mm. would be how to describe <laughs> this week. Yeah, there's, there's nothing really popping out uh, to really make headlines, so to speak. It's just more... Just we subtle, we updates there and there type of thing. Just like it's more, more small talk gossip we're to kind of given to the this week, really, isn't it? Yeah, just a little tea spilling, you know? Yeah, yeah. But it's still news. That's what it is. It is, especially when there's not much going on. Um, I mean, we won't even touch on the Debo thing because I think that got beat over the head this week. But. I- yeah. Um, I, I'm like, I will say this first and foremost, that is never going to happen. No. Like, like for, I'm sorry, Cowboys Nation, but for a guy that's dropped more passes than CD Lamb last season, 
and you want to dev up a first round and possibly a third round for him, you must be crazy. I'm sorry, but no, it's not happening. Get off your high horse and actually think realistically. I'm sorry. That, that is just ridiculous. <laughs> I thought it was ridiculous because they aren't going to do anything spicy, but you think it's ridiculous because he's not good enough. Well, if he's dropping more passes in the CD Lamb and uh, causing more fum- uh, fum- fumbles, uh, drop drop balls and stuff like that, what's the point, you know? I mean, at least here he wouldn't have the entire offense on his shoulders. Um, so you that's, know. That's, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, he would definitely be a, a nice fit to a Kellen Moore system and stuff like that. But for what the 49ers would potentially would want in, came, in terms of a trade – it's just way beyond anyone's yeah. ask anyone's asking price, especially what's been going on with Devante Adams, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Not to kind of go back to the Mary Cooper idea, but because we still I'm still not over that. But um, but you're you're seeing all these other right receivers going for yeah. like ridiculously amount of value in terms of draft capital. Well, and I mean, speaking of Amari Cooper, they didn't really, you know. It's, it seems as though they don't value that position that much if you're just giving away for peanuts. Um, but given that, uh, this kind of brings me to our next thing was that Amari Cooper was asked about um, his time in Dallas and um, the decision for him to get traded. Um, he said, it's not like I disliked being in Dallas. I actually loved being there. I wouldn't say I wanted to leave, but at the time, it's never personal. It's just business. And that's part of business being in this league. Things like that happen all the time. Players get cut, players get traded. There's no player in the league that's still in the league from 30 years ago. So it all comes to an end at some point. He is the ultimate professional. It really is. But he, he really kind of showed that he really did not really want, did not want to leave Dallas like he, he felt happy being there. He just obviously wasn't happy how he was being utilized within Dallas. Yeah. And that's more, and that's more down to the business side, which I completely understand. So, and he, he didn't have to mention he loved Dallas. He can just say it's just business. He could have been more, not salty, but can, but be more neutral about it. But no, yeah. he wanted, he wanted to declare that he really enjoyed being here. So, well, here, well, I'm 6,000 miles away, but but you get what I mean. <laughs> but um, enjoy being in Dallas. So that just comes to show that he really does did enjoy it. And, but the way how he conducts himself, he is just a true professional. You cannot say one bad thing about Amari Cooper. He, he says the right things. He might not be the most media outspoken person, but he's a very top professional in terms of his um, ability to speak to the video. Yeah, I mean, it's always nice when a you know a wide receiver leaves and doesn't feel the need to be a petty little. Um, ah, I wonder. Little, who... you know what? You think mm-hmm. who am I talking about? Oh, doesn't suppose he used to be the number eleven by any chance? <laughs> uh-huh. Number eleven. Where I don't even know where he ended up right now. Uh well I know he I know Cole Beasley got caught by Buffalo I know that yeah but I don't think he's been picked up by another team so I think he's still currently a free agent so um 
mean, I wish no heart, no bad to Cole, but I, oh, I still yeah. hope. But I still, I still hope he gets picked up by another team because he's still got a lot to give as a professional football player. But I'm still kind of like baffled by his comments about Dallas back at the time, which was just ridiculous. How can anyone say <laughs> they're training for? Facil- How can anyone say their training facility was? five times better than the star in Frisco when it's completely new, we've renovated all new equipment where their main facility in Buffalo is pretty much a barn, essentially. <laughs> I'm sorry. Nah, it's just not on. No, you're <laughs> right. I mean, the comments about like the coaching staff, fair. Yes. Um, but, <laughs> but, in, but in terms of the facilities? And at the fans and stuff like that, it was just a step too far for me. And uh, we don't forget these things, Cole. Um, no, so, we don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking. I don't think he has been picked up yet. So, you know, best of luck to you. Go be great. Um, <laughs> anyways, yeah, I mean, it still hurts that we lost Amari and, um, you know, just what a guy. Uh, you, you love this. You love to like like leave it wasn't mutual on our ends like the fans and Amari versus like the front office so like I think he took that into account when he used his words and you know um we're still out here you know wishing him all the best up there in Cleveland um you had some uh choice words for Steven's comments about Amari after (laughs) yeah um so Steven came out and said yeah, we, we hate to lose Amari. I'm sorry, Stephen. You did not lose Amari Cooper. You gave him away. There's a difference. It's like, don't talk as if as though that it wasn't your decision to trade him away. You gave the ultimatum to say, we're looking for trades for Amari. If we don't get any, then we're going to cut him. Like, as I said, Pretty much. No, sorry, that was Lyle Collins. Sorry, I do apologize, but uh, but you get what I mean. But it was the, pretty much the exact same scenario where you were basically open for teams to kind of make, make a trade, and yeah, teams were uh, teams were in that says, Oh, you're actually looking to trade. Okay, we're not gonna give you XYZ, but the fact is you basically let him go for peanuts. Yeah, you like you did not lose him, you gave him away. There's the difference. Yeah, no, I mean, and they love to do, they're like the kings of the spin zone over there. Um, So I always like, I know maybe it calms some people down, but it just makes me more, it makes apparently both of us a little more angry. Um, But he also, you know, came out and talked, gave the whole spin zone of, well, we think that Doran's Armstrong is like right there with Randy Gregory in terms of production and like all that good stuff that kind of um blew me away I guess (laughs) um I'm not saying it's impossible that Dorrance Armstrong could like become um on Randy Gregory's level um given some coaching and whatnot but it's just crazy how they love to make these like sweeping statements um, to get people to calm down when like, we're not going to forget what you did, <laughs> how you botched that entire situation beyond belief. Whether you want to be on, uh, whether the listeners want to be on one side or the other, that 
just was not handled well by that front office. I think that we can all agree. <laughs> but what are your thoughts on that? Do you think Dorrance can be a Randy Gregory replacement? Short answer, probably not. Could he still make some crucial game saving tackles? Absolutely. But I don't think he'll be the the figure and dominant force that Gregory can be. Like he'll have his moments depending on who else is on that defensive line. But I really don't see how nah, I just don't see it, to be honest. I mean, so he's going to, you know, be with Osa, Goldston, and Gallimore. Um, you know, they're all able to, you know, provide some, you know, pass rush. But, it, you know, if we look at the way that they thrive, um, it's never really a by committee situation. Um, yeah. Just kind of across the board, defense, offense, what have you, um, when there's not like a true leader, you know, outside of DeMarcus Lawrence, but when there's not a true leader on that line, you know? Yeah. I mean, in terms of production. Well, in ter- yeah, in terms of production, yeah. I mean, there would definitely be like a second in command, like a, yeah. like someone to raise their voice, absolutely. But you're, you're right, we don't have a proper number two on that D-line. Like, I mean, who knows? Chancey Dolston could be that guy who could be. Like, he was slowly picking up pace uh, through the mid part of that season when he actually finally got on the field. Um, it'll be very interesting to see, though. Um, but again, I, I know we're not really, not really going to be talking about mostly about the draft, but who knows who we bring in? We might go edge, we might go edge in the second round again, and that might be the guy to be that second, um, starting edge rusher to, to be alongside the uh, D law. So, yeah, it'd be very interesting. Um, but yeah, I'm just kind of not too sure. What to say about what we've got right now? But in terms of that Dorrance, I don't think he would be that guy, though. I just don't feel like they really even had the authority to. I mean, they have the authority, but just like given his production, like how I don't know how they're able to say that with such authority. I guess um, I think it's it's one of those spin zone things, and it but it just kind of blew my mind. I was like, you have some nerve trying to feed me a Dorrance Armstrong is Randy Gregory type of meal and think that I'm not going to like put my fork down. I don't know. Um, Armstrong had a career high five sacks this season, um, and that brings his career total to 7.5 after being drafted in 2018. I mean, that's a pretty big number, but, you know, given what Randy was doing, I just I don't know. We'll see if he can step up and like be that guy. Yeah, just it's just all about time, isn't it? I just need time and wait and see what happens. While I'm on my campaign of, um, I guess, I guess I'm, I guess I'm on a campaign against Stephen Jones right now. But <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, I don't think you're the only one. <laughs> I'm just just touching on like how the Cowboys popped up in um, the news this week, but. Bobby Wagner was on the Rich Eisen show um, and just kind of talked about how um, they 
they just weren't able to figure it out from a financial situation, which isn't a surprise to any of us. Um, no, just interesting no. to hear him talk about it. Yeah, it, it kind of sounded as though he was kind of hoping that it, Dallas would have been more serious about the, well, they were, obviously they put an offer in, and obviously it wasn't good enough and that, but mm-hmm. it, it, it kind of sounded as though that Bobby didn't, again, it kind of goes back to play, players didn't really need to make a comment if it wasn't something they're kind of wanting to do or be be a part of. So yeah. I'm kind of... I'm kind of surprised Bobby Wagner made the comment because that makes this like it kind of just shows a sign that there's a, a part of him that he really wanted to come to Dallas. And yeah. This, and and it'd be kind of you could go go back and seeing like the old Von Miller video clips about talking to his agent. Whether that's just smoking mirrors, but you see clips of Von Miller like saying is is Dallas serious like on a speakerphone and stuff like that. We don't yeah. know like like. But whereas Bobby Wagner, it does generally seem like he was quite interested coming over as well. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels. But now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. No, definitely. I mean, he was asked directly about it, um, but he was talking about how he did reach out to GMs on his phone and, like, he said that it was awkward because a lot of the guys didn't believe it was him calling. <laughs> what? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, then I mean, it, I, mean I could I could probably I could probably get that. You said, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Just tie up on him. <laughs> yeah, so he was out there hustling, but yeah, he was just saying that I mean, obviously a recognizable voice is always Jerry Jones on the other end of the line. Um, <laughs> but said that. Ultimately, the Cowboys um, had other needs that needed to be addressed first, and they addressed those needs, um, which I don't agree with. <laughs> but, you know, thanks for uh, giving us an out there, Bob. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it, I don't know. It's just, it's funny to uh, hear all this 
it's easy for any free agent to use the Cowboys as, you know, like you said, smoke and mirrors to yeah. a big contract. Like we, we see it all the time, even from draft prospects, they use Dallas as a stepping stone, which I'm, I'm now getting kind of annoyed about it now because it <laughs> seems to be everyone wants to play for Dallas. And but yeah, rightly so, because like, we are the, well, not just America's team, we are the world's team. But but the fact that but I'm just kind of getting to that point now. I'd rather see actual players being actual serious about it because you had likes of players like some Miles Garrett back in the day during the draft saying Dallas come up and get me. You had Melvin Gordon. It's like wearing a, a Dallas Cowboys t-shirt during an interview. Like you had all these types of things and, and being questioned about it. And now you're seeing free agents saying, Oh yeah, I would love to play in Dallas, love to do this. And basically, it just it bumps up their stock price to say that pretty much, and it's a bit frustrating. Yeah. And and if that if that's and if, if that's one thing that's kind of frustrating, it's going to get too expensive for us, especially we're now in like so uh, spiritually um, obsessed with the salary cap. You know. Yeah. No, absolutely. And like, honestly, all it takes these days is just to like someone's tweet that says you would look good in a, with a star on your helmet, bro. Yeah. Debo Samuel, prime, prime example. That is a prime yeah. example. Like first, like, just because he liked a tweet, mm-hmm. media frenzy, media frenzy. Yeah. Who cares? You liked a tweet. Doesn't mean to say, oh yeah, right. Debo wants to come to Dallas. No, it does not. Calm yourselves down. I'm, no, I'm yeah, sorry. he doesn't. I, I, I'm sorry. I am proper ranting about this now. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good. I mean, like, honestly, I do think Bobby would have liked to come to play in Dallas, but like, there was, and there might have been a mutual interest on an I like you as a player thing, but there was no actual intention for yeah. them to, for him to be brought in. Like, just straight up, the way that they've been talking about the um, the cap and like how they're trying to manage it just kind of says it all. They were not going to make any big moves. Bobby Wagner is a big move. Debo Samuel is a big move. They're not making big moves. So, yeah. And like the Stefan Diggs one was like, I think was the most obvious one where it was like, okay, like you're using that to like get a bigger yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. It's... Like there's no way Stefan Diggs was coming here. Sorry. People just need to think more more like it's not always about us think about the actual player himself what he's doing right now you know yeah. it's, it's actually pretty obvious what's going on out there but i do have to criticize some of our fan base because yeah, it's some. like it's like some some yeah. right? like <laughs> and and don't get me wrong every sport every franchise in the nfl does have that pick of the bunch where you think where did you come up with that conclusion? Seriously, I would like to pick your brain on how you yeah. thought. Like, oh, but yeah, it's just nuts. Yeah, so, you know, end of rant um, about Steven and free agency, because you know what? We have the draft coming up, and then you know what comes after that? We're almost in the season. We have OTAs. We have training camp. Ooh, yeah. We are we are grooving. We are getting close to the season. It's it's tangible. But speaking of the season, um, the schedule is going to be announced on May twelfth. So uh, 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 wait, wait. I don't need to stop you there. Actually, <laughs> you're all right. The full schedule is announced on the in May twelfth, yes. but on May the fourth. 
May the fourth be with you. Um, is sorry, I had to throw the be Star Wars <laughs> joke in there. Is on May fourth is when we will find out who is going to go to London to play uh, and pl- go to Mexico against the already announced home teams. So just to kind of recap, who are the home teams? So and uh, and the Mexico game, the home team is Arizona. Germany is going to be Tampa Bay. And London is going to be Green Bay, New Orleans, and obviously the non-NFC home team is Jacksonville. And uh, so, I've, I'd, so I kind of mentioned this before. I and I sent this along to RJ to show my uh, my 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 thought matrix of based on the decision making who I think might be the teams coming over. So, just to kind of quickly run it down, so. Um, based on the NFL international agreement, it's always going to be AFC versus NFC teams, but I am still not sure about the exception of Jacksonville, but I'll go through the other teams as well. So um, for Mexico, so Arizona have three away teams of the NFC, uh, sorry, AFC, and it's Kansas City, LA Chargers, and New England. So there's two AFC Wests and one AFC East. So, and that with that being a Mexico game, a passionate franchise, I'm going to, my selection for that is going to be Arizona versus New England. So that's my thought with that one. The Germany one, a lot of people think I am going nuts with this one because um, the, the teams that are able to go over is Kansas City, Baltimore, and Cincinnati. And I have went with Kansas City. So you're getting Brady and Mahomes playing in Germany for the first time. So, and the reason why I say that is because for our international fans across the world, there's a big, massive US military. Um, a lot of military go to Germany. They live and work there. It would be a nice um, experience to bring the go and bring... Uh, like uh, Patrick Mahomes over there to the to the German crowd for the very first time in Munich. I think that would be a nice kickoff for all the German games going forward into the future. And for the two NFC London games, there is a Green, Green Bay are uh, well, obviously a uh, New England, New Jersey, sorry, New New Jersey, New York Jets. Ugh. Sorry, and Tennessee, and I've selected Tennessee because that's the only AFC surf team there. Uh, New Orleans has Las Vegas, Cincinnati, and Baltimore, and the only AFC West team is Las Vegas. So, um, so Green Bay, New England, uh, Green Bay versus Tennessee, New Orleans versus Las Vegas for the two NFC London teams. Oh, did you get that mosquito? Got it. <laughs> <laughs> that is going live on air, folks. <laughs> uh, but so finally, I'm so proud of myself. Sorry, <laughs> it's all good. If, if people could just witness what I just watched, there is an absolute priceless. There's the sheer joy of you shifting so quickly to get that mosquito away. It was priceless. Cat <laughs> like reflexes. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> um so so finally the the london game so i did make my prediction it is going to be 50 50 for it's going to be dallas versus new york because based on afc versus nfc because there only has two nfc teams that are traveling to jacksonville this year or possibly london and that's dallas and new york but 
under the rule based on the extra game per season, which is like, so all the teams this year have got the away game are AFC teams, if, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, so with that being said, the only teams available to go over is Baltimore, Las Vegas, and Denver. And obviously you do have your divisional teams, but the NFL will never, ever will allow a divisional game in London. They, they just, they cannot afford to do that. Like yeah. the fan, like if your fan base was just, just point blank, they would be quite annoyed the fact that you're, you're moving a, a traditional divisional game with your rivals away from you. You'd be, you'd be quite annoyed. So yeah. NFL will not do that. So, if anything, and this is just a big if, if the NFC versus AFC logic gets overruled by the week 17 game scheduling, then I think the pick will be Jacksonville versus Baltimore. That's where I think that we might a very slim chance that will happen, but it's but it still primarily goes with every game and like going to the international games, it's always going to be an additional AFC versus AFC game. But it just really depends if Jacksonville have an exemption because they're always going to be a home team regardless. So yeah. it'll be very interesting to see what happens on May 4th. And once we know that, then we can get all excited. And when May 12th happens, that's when I will be booking my tickets. <laughs> Yes, I am excited to hear. I hope it's Lon- or that the Cowboys are going to London, but you know, we'll find out on May the 4th. Um, just to give y'all a um, quick reminder, our home games this year are going to be obviously the NFC East. Um, we also have Tampa Bay, um, Chicago, Detroit, Cincinnati, Houston and Indy. The Houston one, I have my eye on. Um, that is going snap, to be... Snap, snap, Because I was at the last Houston and Dallas game back yeah. in, 20, in 2018. So, yeah. yeah, that would be like, yeah, four years ago. So it's in full rotation. So, yeah, that makes sense. Um, even though we just narrowly lost the game due to, I'm sorry, Jason Garrett's really bad decision on fourth and one mm-hmm. um so um yeah i would like to revisit that and uh because we we overshadowed that whole stadium at energy we completely yeah. like they're supposed to be the home team it did feel like it was more a cowboys game than it was a texans game yeah i mean they just don't have they haven't been around you know as long obviously um so they do have the kind of the run of texas um fans but it is always a um, it's always a sight to behold whenever we get to play each other. It's usually preseason, and um, it's just always there's a lot of ribbing, there's a lot of crap. Oh, it's a lot of trash talk. As yeah. I, I I noticed that <laughs> firsthand. Uh, the amount of trash talk and the amount of people was like, it's like, why would the hell would you travel five thousand miles away for a Cowboys game like that? Why would you? Why, well, my question is to you: Why would you go to a Texans game? Simple as that. Right. Well, yeah, it's just, it's, you know, there's no love lost between um, Dallas and Houston, just as a general sentiment. Um, There's a lot of competition. There's a lot of like, my city's better than yours. Um, 
Dallas is the clear winner. So, you know, got to I will say Dallas, but my friends in Tuesday will crucify me, even though they're Cowboys fans, <laughs> but, but they will crucify me because they do love Houston quite a lot, like as in the city. And I do I've admit, been there, like, it's all right. It's, it's, I, I like it. I quite like it. They've got some really good. They ever uh, decided to, you know, do some zoning that would really help their case. But um, the zoning. fact that you're able to have a strip club next to an elementary school just isn't it for me. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's messed up. I mean, that's just our classic um, go to pull out line for that. Um, I'm not saying that there is one next to it, but they could. <laughs> You're getting me so confused right now. What the hell? I'm just, I'm really <laughs> upsetting anyone that likes the city of Houston. And you know what? It's fine. I like it because they've got some good food joints and some good beer breweries over there. Yeah, we have that too, though. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah, I know. I, I know. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm a true, like, Dallas till I die type of person. And I mean that as far as sports. I mean that as far as the city. So I will, like, me and any front, anyone from Houston will always chirp. So... Sorry if I triggered you, but you know what? We can fight in the DM. It's all right. It's all good. I'll tell, you, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, mate. I will use one of your f- most infamous one one liners: Texas yeah. forever, Philly forever. That's right. But it's you know Dallas forever, not Texas. But Texas also forever. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. In the words yeah, of Tim yeah, yeah, I messed it up. Crap. <laughs> Damn it. All it's right. okay. Um, it, I mean, Texas Forever is a great saying. Um, Friday Night Lights is a great show. And oh, I love that show. Love that yeah. show. So no hate there. Um, but just to round that out, I'll uh, just tell you all the away games that you could potentially travel to. Come um, hang out with me because I want to go to all of them. Um, there is the NFC East games that are away, of course. Um, but we also have the LA Rams, the Green Bay Packers. Lambeau Field. Oh, yeah. tempting, tempting. Tempting. It is tempting. Uh, um, the it, depends, Minnesota- it depends when they will yeah. play. Like, I would not want to go there December. No way. No. <laughs> oh, Unless no. someone wants to give me a suite, in which case I'm open. Um, but also the Minnesota Vikings, the Tennessee Titans, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Question mark, question mark. Question mark, question mark. Will it be international or uh, domestic? We'll see. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. May 4th. All right. Well, something we don't have to wait too much longer to see is going to be who we're drafting. Oh, yes. Find out next week. Then we can all stop speculating. It's going to be exciting. (laughs) So... Uh, Give me your final prediction. Who are we drafting at 24? Okay. As long as you give me your prediction right after mine as well. Okay. All right. So (laughs) my prediction is I think we will trade back and we will take probably if if there's Zion Johnson or Kenyon Green still there, if we trade make a slight trade back, I think we will still get them. I think we will. Okay. So which one? If it's preferably. I would yeah, go with Zion, jo- Zion, Zion Johnson. Okay. You've Zion been saying that pro- from day I, one I, almost. I definitely think yeah. we might trade back. And just the way how things are kind of going right now, I think both of them are, both Kenyon and Zion are slightly slipping to the tail end for some reason, because other teams are having other needs up yeah. front now. 
like they're making last minute shift changes and stuff like that. I mean, well, prime example is the New York Giants. They want to get rid of Kadarius Tony now. Did you see the news on that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> um I, just, so- I don't understand them. Like, I need like all sorts of no, I don't think even their fan base could explain them to me, honestly. Sucks to be them. <laughs> could it be me actually it could but given right. some of the crap we did this pulled this like off season i'm sure they're laughing at us too but true, good true. lord what are y'all doing up there yeah but anyway anyway back to the yeah. question who, who are you picking for number 24 or trading up or trading back i think it's gonna be Kenyon green um and i think we're just gonna stay at 24 i'll, I'll accept that i'll accept yeah. that now, I know just so we, I'm going to put my dream scenario out there just to manifest oh, it. I know that, it's that, not going to happen. That's is, that's is interesting. Okay. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Everyone tells me to stop saying this, but like if they traded up and got Derek Stingley, just know that I'm like, I'm going streaking in the quad. Like I am doing a keg stand. I am jumping on a table. I am going to like, I don't know. I have no idea. I'm going to do some crazy crap if that happens. It's not going to happen. But. I tell you, I tell, I'll tell you what, though, Mike. If we draft Derek Stingley, either as a trade-up or at number 24, you need to come on the UK Cowboys and, and just shout for joy on a live stream. I will, I will chug a beer on the live stream. <laughs> <laughs> right. And also, um, okay, so my dream scenario. Oh, That's a tough one, actually. I would love to get any of the boys from Georgia, from mm-hmm. Jordan Davis, the uh, no, Dean's Georgia, isn't he? I can't remember. Uh, but Jordan Davis, Devonta Wyatt, even one of those two interior nose tackles, because we do really need a proper zero to one tech nose tackle. Like, don't get me wrong, we've got Neville Gallimore, we've got Osa de Reserve, but they're not proper true, like, bulldozing, right? Like, take on two blocks at a time type of uh, nose tackles. They're not they're not proper one-text, but if we can get a guy like that, that would definitely make, like, a Gallimore and uh, Osa de Gizua. Yeah. Like become more impactful in the in in the interior of the defensive line as well, so that would be a nice regime scenario. But I would not be mad if like a Nicobe Dean fold into us as well. Yeah, I would love I would love that. All right, so you have Zion, I have Kenyon, and then we have our you know our dreams that we dream. Um, Honestly, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> any bo- any boy from Georgia, I'd be happy. All right. I'll hey then. I'm not going to say that you have to check a beer because you have a long, you have a long night that night, but <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. We don't have to wait too much longer. Um, next Thursday is when it all goes down first round. Um, we have content coming for you every single day. Like I always say, um, but we have some extra special content next week um, that Paul is going to be a part of. So Paul, tell the people about it. Yep, so I'll be joining RJ, Tom, and everybody during the draft. I'll be uh, on the first hour of the draft pod, uh, live stream podcast. 
um, then followed by I'll be joining my boys uh, from UK Cowboys. Uh, we'll be covering from all three day events as well. So I'll be jumping from show to show. Uh, be sure to go and check them out. And yeah, it's going to be fun. A lot to talk about. Who we're going to pick. Our reactions. Who we think we're going to do in day two, day three, everything. So we've got you covered. <laughs> yes. Um, and so just to give you all a heads up, Next week, there won't be a uh, the world's team recap. Uh, we'll come back to you the week after. Um, same with Girls Talking Boys. We will not um, be out there on Friday. We're going to let uh, the draft live that whole weekend. We're going to break everything down. You will not miss a beat. You will have no questions left after that weekend um, as to what is going on with the Cowboys. Yeah, after the draft weekend, I'll be going stop saying it could be Dallas going to London. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then yeah, then we'll have that to contend with. So that'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, just just so no, so anyone knows if that does happen, it's going to be pandemonium down here in the UK. I will say that. <laughs> All right. Well, as always, um, you can catch us every Sunday except for next um, on the world's team and check out everything um, that we have coming for you this week. Um, you know, on the blogging, the boys network podcast, also blogging No stone left unturned. Where can everyone follow you, Mr. Paul? You can all follow me at I am P stew on Twitter and Instagram and, and yourself, Meg. At Meg Murray with four R's on Instagram and Twitter. Um, we will see y'all soon, but I'm going to leave you with some words from Aiden Diggs because it was really cute. Believe in yourself, you got this. Believe in yourself, you got this. Believe in yourself. Anyway, folks, have a good one. Yeah, so believe in yourself, you got this. Oh, dear. Have a good one, folks. (laughs) Okay, bye. Plot3 from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point of the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Plot3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skill and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic. The Current Podcast is back with an exciting new season featuring marketing executives from the world's most influential brands. Tune in to hear what's driving conversation in the fast-moving world of digital advertising with unique insights from brands as diverse as Hilton, Instacart, Moderna, Major League Soccer, and more. And in this presidential election season, The Current explores what a national political advertiser like the National Republican Senatorial Committee and a major CPG brand like Hershey can learn from each other. Listen in and subscribe to The Current at thecurrent.com or wherever you get your podcasts.